Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamora and Raphael Tamora. Hello, hello, everyone around the world, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Well, I'm pleased to say we have just recently gone over the two-year mark with our show, and we are continuing it for much longer. This is episode number 120, Saved by an Angel, Angel Healings. And by the way, all the other 119 episodes are available in the archives, which are quite easy to find right on our Voice America Empowerment Channel website. Well, have you ever been saved by an angel? Last week, we had on our show the wonderful best-selling author, publisher, and spiritual teacher, Keith Leon, who was saved by an angel not once, but at least seven times in his life from pretty much certain death each time. And by the way, he had angels in spirit, and he even had angels in the body, which they are occasionally found to be. Plus, He was fully aware of being guided every step of the way, especially through the most challenging times in his life by his main angel. We've had our friend and renowned Australian filmmaker Bill Bennett on our show a couple times about his remarkable film, which Michael is in, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System, that he decided to make after A distinct voice saved his life from being crushed by an 18-wheeler truck running a red light. Was that the voice of his angel? Of course, in the 1990s, we got to enjoy the delightful TV series, Touched by an Angel, starring Roma Downey as the angel caseworker Monica, and one of my favorite people in the whole world, Della Reese, as her wise and often tough angel supervisor. The popular series ran for an unbelievable 211 episodes and nine seasons. That should say something about people's interest in angels. In each episode, the angel, Monica, is charged with bringing God's message and guidance to people at major crossroads in their lives. Always, some profound level of healing occurs for everyone involved. It's interesting that this TV series was listed under the genre of, believe it or not, fantasy drama. But are angelic interventions in our lives mere fantasy? We know all too many people who have been touched by an angel or by a whole host of angels. Whether they are gently guided away from getting involved with a destructive person or physically saved from a fatal car crash. There are too many of us who have experienced some kind of angelic healing way too often in our lives to dismiss them as mere fantasy. 
So today we're exploring experiences that relate to someone being saved by an angel, in which some sort of angelic intervention or guidance kept the person from great harm, whether physical, emotional, mental, or psychic, as well as those angel encounters that led, of course, to a profound healing. One of the wonderful things that the TV show Touched by an Angel regularly portrayed was that the angels tend to appear to us when we are in a major crisis or at an important crossroads in our lives. Naturally, crisis and crossroads are turning points and at times in our lives in which we have to make a choice. Angels being the messengers of God is their primary role serve as reminders of God, of spirit, of what is true and most important in our lives, and decision-making values. With the appearance of an angel, we are inspired to reach higher than lower to that which is truer than less true, to go beyond our previous limits, to choose love and healing over being right and suffering. Angels are constantly guiding us to our real home and spirit rather than enabling us to cave in to the desires and demands of our ego. That is especially important when we might be unconsciously heading into big trouble. Big trouble? Did you say big trouble? (laughs) (laughs) My ears perked up when you said big trouble because I've never, ever headed towards big trouble. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't sound uh, convinced. (laughs) You don't trust me. (laughs) But I've seen, you know, other people do silly things like head into big trouble, right? (laughs) Well, yes, I'm sure that the angels assigned to me get both overtime and hazard pay. Yep. (laughs) True story. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm sure, you know, in the angel world, waiting room, they pick straws. Who's going to go save that guy again? Oh, I picked the short straw. Darn, I have to go, you know, all the way down there to get him out of trouble. (laughs) I know that often there were more than one angel who came to my aid in a time of crisis. Sometimes when we come to a major crossroads in our lives, we might be there for a day or two or weeks, or even months. It all depends on where we are along our path and what we need to learn to make the decisions we need to make. Sometimes we drag our feet way longer than we need to, and other times we get impatient and try to rush things through. Both extremes are our reactions to fear. We procrastinate when we're afraid of something, and we also tend to hurry unnecessarily. That old military adage sums it up pretty well. Hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I heard that a lot. Uh, I didn't grow up uh, on a military base, but but I went to school on an American military base in, in Japan. So I was there, you know, five days a week, most of the day, and I heard a lot of military lingo. And of course, a lot of my friends were uh, from military families. One of my most recent experiences with being saved in some way by an angel happened 
about two months ago. I had finished teaching an advanced weekend intensive at a hotel conference hall, and a few of the students and I finished loading up the back of Raphael's big SUV with all of our equipment and boxes of products and such stuff. Everyone else went back inside the building, and I stayed to tie down all the stuff we loaded up in in the car with bungee cords. You know, bungee, well, what would we do without bungee cords and Velcro (laughs) and and, uh, post-it notes? (laughs) It all went quite easily and well, and I was squatting behind the car, making sure everything was securely fastened down. I've done this, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. I got a prompting all of a sudden to get up from my squatting position in the back of the car, peering into the into the her um, back of the SUV. So I just gradually got up, and then I heard this loud snapping type sound, and then everything went completely white. It was like a total whiteout moment, and I was suddenly stunned and disoriented. It, it was an incredibly strange experience. I didn't know what just happened. Something happened. It was very intense, but I had no idea what just happened. But after a beat or two passed, and I fully, you know, I kept on getting up, so I fully stood up. Then the intense searing burning, throbbing, stabbing pain began. Blood started splattering on the ground below me. And I'm going, well, what's, that's blood. Well, where is it coming from? It was then that I finally saw the big, hard plastic hook at the end of a big bungee cord lying loose on the bed of the SUV. Uh, there was no loose bungee cords when I tied everything down. I finally connected the dots I'm still in, basically in shock. One of the tightly bound bungee hooks got loose, shot out like a bullet right at my face, and clobbered me in the jaw. I felt around my chin to find that the blood on the ground was flowing freely out of my mouth, just bubbling out and <laughs> dripping down. Okay. <laughs> That's a really tough image. Uh, I had images of broken and missing teeth, broken jaw. Who knows what else got battered? But even being in shock, it felt like I got shot in the mouth. I was amazed that the bungee hook didn't get my eyes, cheekbone, or my throat. It could have hit me anywhere, but it somehow hit me right on the part of the jaw that was pretty strong, and as much as it hurt, and as much as, you know, it was swollen and bleeding and everything, how, how was I so lucky that it hit me where the least critical damage could be sustained? Even in my dazed and, and disoriented state, That's what I was most aware of in that moment. And it all happened so fast that it was mere nanoseconds difference between, you know, being blinded or needing facial surgery or not being able to breathe, depending on where that hook hit me. It was was a big, you know, intense strike. Yet, it didn't get me in any of those ways. It just clipped me in the jaw like 
a Joe Frazier left hook. <laughs> If you know anything about boxing, yeah, he was famous for his knockout left hooks right on the jaw. I saw more than stars, but I didn't see any angels at that time. <laughs> the pain was too big. But I know without a doubt, one of them told me to get up right at the perfect moment. It was an interesting experience of staggering and excruciating pain and so absolutely, totally grateful at the same time. My experiences with being saved by angels from devastating injury or disastrous consequences were not necessarily without some difficulties or even pain. Perhaps that made me appreciate the angelic assistant that much more because I was keenly aware of how much worse things could have been had it not been for the intervention of my angel. One of the stories I wrote in my book, You Are the Answer, about the time I ended up in the middle of a bank robbery with two gunmen and some 68 customers and staff was one of those times. I knew things would have been so much more violent and destructive without the intervention of the Holy Spirit and angels. I remember I talked to God and the Holy Spirit and angels responded. That's why angels are often seen as emissaries of God. If you talk to God, the Holy Spirit and angels respond. The limitless and timeless totality of what we call spirit is the dynamic power of God. This is also why it may seem like there is a hierarchy of angels. That dynamic power that is spirit expresses in creation as different bands or frequencies of light or awareness, consciousness, and power or energy. One of the questions that many people who have been saved by an angelic intervention of some sort tend to ask is, why me? Often people want to know why they were chosen to be saved or spared from harm or even death when countless others get hurt or even devastated every day. When I hear that question, first I think of our friend Danian Brinkley, celebrated author of Saved by the Light and many other best-selling Uh, books and his now six or eight near-death experiences that he's returned from. He said many times that one thing is certain about life here on earth. We are here until we are done. Often, especially bedridden or sick elderly people wonder why they are still here when they feel they are no longer useful or productive and more of a burden on others. On the other hand, many have questioned even the existence of God when it seems so devastatingly unfair that a bright and beautiful child with all the promise in the world is suddenly taken away by accident or illness or when an up-and-coming brilliant leader is senselessly gunned down. Where is the justice? Where is the logic in that? It all seems incomprehensible. Until, that is, you become aware of the reality of spirit. Have you ever noticed that almost everyone who is intimately aware of spirit or have returned from death or daily talks with angels or is simply living a simple but truly spirit-centered life is laughing and joyful most of the time, 
even often in dire circumstances? What do they know that most people seem to ignore? We are all spirit. It doesn't matter whether we have to stay six feet apart physically or 10 feet apart or stay in separate countries from one another. We are all spirit, undivided and whole. That's what most people don't realize and instead believe or merely assume that because we seem to inhabit inhabit these seemingly unique and separate physical bodies, we are separate and isolated, independent individuals. If you believe that way, then at least to judging one another, being in competition, trying to control, trying to do things each other to each other rather than communicate and discover the common fabric of our beingness as one limitless and undivided spirit. Well, our first break is coming right up. I know you want to hear more, um, but this is the time for our announcements. And we have a special timely four-part teleseminar weekend event coming up this very Saturday and Sunday, May 30th and 31st. On Saturday, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we will teach Imagine That, Psychic Tools to Free Up Your Imagination. Then from 1 to 3, we'll continue with Creating from Love, Not Lack, How to Transform Your Wanting to Having and Giving. On Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, we'll offer Don't Wait, Just Create Your Solution, Psychic Tools to Wake Up Your Inner Creative Power. We'll then round up our fun, insightful, and enlightening weekend event with Marvelous Miracles, Spiritual Practices to Share Yourself and Manifest Your Life. It's the opportune time to create the new way of living that you are meant to live. We invite you to join us for all of these teleclasses to learn the psychic tools and spiritual practices that will help you to awaken more and to fulfill your purpose as a creative being. Find out the details and sign up on our website events calendar on michaeltamora.com or call our office and speak to our wonderful assistant, Noelle, at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We'll return in a couple of minutes and we'll talk more about Saved by an Angel, Angel Healings. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Are you ready to face changes in your life? For many, that answer might be no, not yet, or never. Whether positive or negative, moving forward or stepping back, Change is the one important constant in our life. Learn how to deal with change on A New You with host Liz Tupling. The show will help you move through personal transformation by providing a GPS, if you will, to guide you on the journey to your better self. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. 
Have you discovered your brain power? Just ask yourself, what's my number? And use the amazing power of emotional brain training, EBT. Enhance your vibrancy, happiness, relationships, productivity, sense of purpose, and health. Listen for Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. Experience the power of EBT every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your mind, body, and life will thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Ever been saved by an angel? Most people have and don't even know it. Well, we're talking about that and angel healings today. And just before the break, I had to interrupt Michael right in the middle of a thought. So go for it, Michael. Yes. Soon I'll be thoughtless. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Interrupted thoughts. (laughs) Well, it's great that I don't get disturbed very easily. Well, I always tell people, you know, somebody, sometimes a student or somebody will rush right into a room in which I'm meditating. And and they'll go, oh, excuse me, I don't want to disturb you. And I usually tell them, oh, don't worry, I was already disturbed. It's just a joke. <laughs> I, I'm perpetually disturbed. <laughs> but Don't you believe it? What I was talking about before the break was we're all spirit. It doesn't matter, you know, what the the mandates say what we have to do we have to physically keep separate from each other all of that well sometimes you like it sometimes you don't but underneath it all we're still all spirit we're still together we can't be divided all divisions are completely artificial spirit itself cannot actually be divided and the more you begin to realize your spirit beingness that will never go away, that you can never lose, that will never die or even get hurt, then you begin to experience the completeness and the eternity of that which we all are. Of course, we may still experience some degree of grief and sadness when a beloved family member or dear friend dies and departs from our worldly experience. Yet, more and more, we continue to experience that person we knew and loved as a child or parent or partner or friend in our essential beingness. He, she, they never left us, and we never lost them. We begin to realize and experience that life is forever. It never ends. And it never began. We start to see that all the constant changes happening in the world are like wisps of clouds passing across the constancy of the pure blue sky. 
that the seemingly, you know, light and and the lightness and the darkness of the world are but clouds obscuring the constant light of the sun from time to time. A mid 12th to early 13th century Persian Sufi, Farud Uddin Attar, is most often credited with the telling of the Sufi fable from which the, comes the wisdom teaching, this too shall pass. Everything in this world will come to pass. What is important, however, is what remains constant throughout all the constant changing in this world. Those who are more joyous consistently are more aware of that constancy in the face of great and sometimes challenging changes in the world and in our lives. No matter what is happening in your life right now, always keep your sight on that which is constant within your own being. Because that will never fail you. That will never betray you. That will always be true and love and support you. And of course, angels are the emissaries for that which is everlasting. To me, to be saved by an angel doesn't necessarily mean being whisked away unscathed from every danger, risk, difficult situation, or even death. Although that too can happen many times, often the greatest danger to us isn't physical death, but our forgetting and neglecting who we truly are as spirit. When my older son was 14 years old and survived uninjured, running and dodging six rounds of bullets coming for him from the gun of an angry gangbanger using him as target practice after school. He said that when we walk away from a serious illness or accident, it means that we still have a purpose to fulfill here on earth. That's pretty wise for a 14-year-old. Yeah, I was very impressed. It's the same conclusion. Our friend Danian, that Raphael mentioned earlier, came to after his first near-death experience. We are here until we're done with everything we are here to fulfill. So there's really no sense in worrying about how long we're going to live here or when we're going to die. When our time to exit this world comes, we will go by hook or crook. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, we'll continue to be here. The only exception is that when you're really done here, you have a choice to stay here if you're willing and able to help others to wake up. So what are some angel experiences like this, healing angel experiences saved by an angel experiences? Well, I've had a few. Uh, One time I went to a very large uh, shopping mall to shop. And I really wanted to, it was one of those days I had set aside, rare days I should say. (laughs) (laughs) I had set aside so I can get some new clothes because the seasons were changing and I needed it. Oh, Um, you needed to to play hooky from school. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm one of those people that goes through my closet three times a year and starts to clear out things that I'm not wearing. So usually that means I have to get new clothes. Well... 
I got this incredible urge to leave the mall immediately. It was just like, you, you shouldn't be here. Get out of there. And what I found out later was about an hour after I left, a, a pretty big shooting happened in that mall. So I was very grateful. It was not my fate to be uh, involved in that or even to witness it. Another experience, this, was, this is a little different kind of angel, being saved by an angel experience. Um, my father was a safety officer in the military, so Michael and I have that military uh, upbringing in common. And he taught me uh, the rules of driving from the time I was a very, very little girl and taught me to be a very, very good driver. Well, I do, as you know, drive a large car, an SUV now, and I've always had pretty large cars because I've tended to be the one that hauls things. But I have to tell you, in my heart of hearts, one of the biggest fears I've had about driving is um, I have wanted to make sure that I never, ever hit a pedestrian or someone on the street while I was driving my car, especially my big cars, because I would probably kill them if I did. And... I had two very strange instances where I actually, quote unquote, ran over someone with my car. It happened many years apart, but it was almost identical in circumstance and identical in outcome. One happened in the 70s and the other happened a year or two ago. And uh, again, it was under the same circumstances. And the circumstance was, and you've all been in this circumstance, you're, you're trying to turn right. It's a one-way street. It's a whole bunch of lanes of traffic, and you're waiting for traffic to clear. So in order to do that, you have to turn. I wanted to turn right, but I had to look left to make sure the traffic was clearing. And as soon as it cleared, I put my foot on the accelerator and glanced to the side and, and gunned my car. Under the first circumstance, suddenly I had my... I don't recall doing it. I had my foot on the brake, and I had bumped a guy, and it just sort of knocked him over. And, of course, I was in my early 20s. I was horrified. Um, The man was in a suit and had a briefcase. He got up, glared at me, wiped himself off before I could even jump out of my car to see if he was all right, and he just took off. And I left that uh, little accident wondering what the heck happened because I should have run him completely over. I don't remember putting my foot on the brake. It was just there. And this most recent incident, it was exactly the same thing. It was a big, busy street. I was trying to turn right, but I had to look left. And as I was making my little gun to get out there between traffic, some guy came from nowhere and just uh, rolled his bicycle very fast right across the front of my car. And again, I heard a big thunk, and yet he just kept going. And I he, he left, and I even tried to drive around finding him to make sure he was all right, um, but I couldn't find him. And so when I got home that afternoon, I got out of my car and looked at the bumper of my car because I know I hit that guy. And all I saw in the front bumper was a big old boot, boot print. And it was the same thing. I found my foot on the brake. 
um, without even knowing that I had put it on the brake. So it stopped the car. Um, I am sure some some kind of little time bending happened and, and uh, I don't know, rolling it back a little bit so that I didn't actually run over this guy on the bicycle. But I tell you from that point on, of course, when I make that kind of a right turn where I'm looking left for traffic, I'm very cautious to look to the right to make sure there is no one anywhere near before I make that turn, of course. And I thank my angels with all my heart for saving me from that one. And so I'm going to turn it back over to Michael for his storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, one of the ones that pops up to my mind is, uh, oh, I was, uh, let's see, I was living in San Francisco, so I was still a teenager, older teenager, maybe about 18 years old, and I was living by myself, and somehow I ran into these four guys, uh, and we we weren't friends or anything, we just, I just ran into these guys, and they started talking about, oh, it's Mardi Gras, uh, going to happen next week or whatever in a few days uh, in New Orleans. And we need to go to Mar- Mardi Gras. And I, I've heard about Mardi Gras. I've never, ever been to Louisiana or New Orleans or anywhere like that. And I was in San Francisco, and they said, yeah, okay. And they just turned to me and go, hey, we got room for one more. You want to come? And I said, no, huh, when are you going? And they said, uh, in a whatever day, three days or whatever. And I said, how long are you going to be there? Oh, a few days. And then we'll, we'll come back. And I said, all right. And I got ready. I packed and everything. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're 18 or so, it's, it's very easy. And so I'm waiting for the guys. They come in early in the morning. A few days later, I throw my stuff into their trunk and pop into the back seat. Okay, we're on our way. We only go like a few blocks. And all of a sudden I hear, get off the car. Get out of the car. So I I go, oh, you know, guys, could you pull over? Sorry. I'm really sorry to to bother you guys. But, you know, I just remembered something. I, I can't go. I have to be back here. So have a good time. I take out my stuff from their trunk and I walk back. Well, I forget about it for a while, and about two, three weeks later, I hear through the grapevine people who knew these guys and who also knew me, and they said, oh, well, good thing you didn't go to Mardi Gras with these guys. I said, well, what happened? They said, they got there, and no sooner than they got there, like the first night, they're out in Mardi Gras, and they got arrested, all of them. (laughs) <laughs> and they're still in jail. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I said, thank you, thank you. Uh, so that was one of those kinds of, you know, it's not a physical thing, except it's just a voice and that just said, get out of the car. And I, I listened to that, and I got out of the car. Well, you know, uh, Michael Beckwith, who founded the Agape Church down in the Los Angeles area, had a very similar uh, thing happened when he was in his earlier life and not with really good people. <laughs> and he was to be involved in uh, what ended up later to be a shooting, but he 
steered his car away from the whole thing and decided not to be part of it. And I'm sure he heard the voice of his angel, and and it really turned his life around. You know, sometimes <laughs> angels will do something very extreme like that in order to get you on your path. Well, you know, in, in the instance that I talked about with those two um, car things, both of them happened extremely fast. And if I wasn't paying attention, <clears throat> which I have to say I was because I try to pay complete attention when I'm driving, I might not have even noticed these miracles of saving me from killing someone with my car. So one of the things that I always advise people when they noticed something like this has happened and very odd kind of thing that um, saves them in some way, to always be grateful, always take a moment, thank God for uh, this type of saving and um, always encourage them to stay with you and encourage yourself to always be aware. Well, it's break time once again, so remember to check our website or newsletter for all details on our special four-part teleseminar weekend coming right up this Saturday and Sunday, May 30th and 31st. You won't have to even leave the safety and comfort of your home and still be able to attend one to four profound seminars on your phone. And as a special bonus, we'll provide a free Q&A and social gathering via Zoom video after the teleclasses are done on Sunday to anyone attending the teleseminars who would like to do so. You can also call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours specific time to sign up. And that would be through our wonderful assistant, Noelle, who is always there to help. And by the way, if you go on our website, michaeltamora.com, make sure you sign up to be on our mailing list. Then you'll know what's going on. Anyway, when we return, we'll continue with Saved by an Angel, Angel Healings. See you in a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Many people don't like to talk about death, but like it or not, it's going to happen to you, me, your loved ones, and everyone. It's best to ask the important questions sooner than later. That's where inspiring end-of-life conversations with host Nina Impala can help. We cover all of the important questions, including aging loved ones, cancer, losing a child, hospice, pets, and messages left by our loved ones. Tune in Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are ready to be inspired, 
energized and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's so great to have you back. We're sharing some experiences of being saved by an angel and receiving angel healings. Well, I absolutely love the fact that I know about angels and have known about them for pretty much most of my life. It's one of the, let's say, uh, helping on our path, helping our lives, um, I don't know, offerings that life has for us that some people ignore or or don't even know about. And part of why we've dedicated this 13 weeks to angel healings and angels in general <clears throat> is so that you can be more aware of this resource to, that you have. Yeah, <laughs> I just got a great image in heaven of the Angels Savings Bank. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine, you know, Angels Savings Bank, and then uh, uh, it's, of course, uh, the bank for angels, and they deposit all their savings. <laughs> the people they've saved, the cats and the dogs and everybody that uh, they've saved, and each one they save, they get interest on it (laughs) oh well i guess it gets interesting as we go along but it's a service they provide and they are total service beings yeah and um it's and but you know a lot of angels have a lot of humor as well and so i like it that when raphael was talking about the touch by an angel show they had a lot of humor in that and and they they portrayed angels getting grumpy when their charges don't listen and things, you know, get more gnarly and so forth. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they have a great time because whenever there's a convention of angels, when, when there's a group of angels that, that show up for whatever, which I've experienced many, many times in, in our events and, and in healing sessions and different uh, situations in life, it's it's very joyful because that's what life is. It's joyful. And and so one of the things that I wanted to remind everybody is we're talking about, you know, dramatic saves, like from a fatal accident or this or that or the other thing, preventing. But, oh, how much more dramatic is it if you don't even notice that you've been saved by an angel 
from sure disaster of some sort, whether it's a physical injury or even death or uh, some very emotionally traumatic situation or whatever it is, you just missed it. And I have, have had quite a few times in my life where I'm seemingly, from the outside appearance of things, I was stranded. One time I remember, uh, I, I remember even what car I was driving, I had a old um, 300 diesel Mercedes way back, and, and it, was, it was getting to be an older car, uh, but it's, it's like a workhorse, it's like a truck, it even had a truck, in, half of a truck engine in it, and so it just drove and drove and drove and drove and never gave me one bit of trouble anywhere, right? So one day I'm driving and I can't remember where I was trying to get to, but I, I'm driving and next thing I notice, wait a minute, I'm in the middle of nowhere. It, literally, it's just open fields on both sides of the uh, two-lane road. It was a paved road, but just a small two-lane road. And I'm driving one way, and there's not even intersections. It just goes and goes and goes for a long time. And I'm going, where am I? And this is, of course, way before uh, P- uh, GPS and all of that. So I-, I don't really know. I must have made a wrong turn or something. And so I thought, okay, well, one good thing, there's no traffic at all. So I'm the only car, you know driving. And so I'm driving and I thought it's a narrow street but uh, I'll make a, you know, three-point turn, U-turn and and head back where I came from because uh, I don't know where this thing is going to lead to. It's certainly uh, I should have been to wherever I was going by then. So it's not the right road. Okay. So I'm about to do that and next thing I hear this clunk and the car's dead. <laughs> Out of nowhere, there was no sign that it was, you know, having trouble or anything like that. Just going smooth as day all along until until it uh, uh, just stopped. And um, so then uh, I'm going, what happened? So I get out of the car, I open the hood. And not that I, I know what to do if I open the hood. <laughs> <laughs> but, Michael's not a car guy. <laughs> not like me. Well, at, la- at that <laughs> time, I was a little bit more into that. But but uh, I'm looking around to see if there's anything obvious going on. And now I close the hood and I try to start it up again and nothing. It doesn't even go click, click or anything. It just nothing happens. And it didn't show any signs of uh, battery being bad or anything like that. So I just sat there and I go, okay, well, nothing's happening. And again, this is before cell phones, right? There's there's not a, a phone booth or anything resembling that for as far as the, my eyes can see. And, and in the other direction from which I came, it's not there. So I just sat there. And I sat there and I just decided, well, I don't know, maybe I'll wait until somebody drives by and try to, you know, flag them down and get some help. Okay, so I go into meditation. I'm just meditating, 
And after a while, in the, I'm in a great place meditating, and nobody's there to bother me. <laughs> so then I, I get this, oh, I just need to be there. Just, you know, meditate, find my space, and just enjoy. Because I'm being held there, not as a hostage, but to be saved from some kind of a disaster. Something I don't need to be part of. So I'm being taken out for a temporary uh, level so that I'm not involved in whatever's going to happen somewhere and I don't have to be part of it. Great. So I just, I'm grateful for that. I said, okay. So I'm relaxed and, and just meditating for about an hour, hour and a half. And then I get, okay, start, start the engine. And I start the engine. It goes on. <laughs> and so then I make my U-turn and I head back and get on the right place. And I eventually uh, um, end up where I was supposed to go. But that was a, a great example of being safe from something. To this day, I don't, I don't know what I was safe from. But I know I was safe from something that's, that I'm happy not to be part of. And um, at times... It's like that. The angel intervention is if you're not paying attention, you might get upset or unhappy that, whoa, I have to get to this place and, and you know, it's all messed up and I'm in the wrong place and my car died and what's wrong with everything? And you get all upset and, and bent out of shape instead of being grateful that, oh, I've, I've been given a little reprieve. You know, I've been taken out of something worse, way worse. Okay, so that's one of the things to pay attention to. When things that you don't like happens, that's inconvenient or annoyance, don't get upset. Just see if you're being, you know, given a little reprieve from something worse. All right? Okay. I wanted to mention a couple uh, little tiny stories here. I had read about, um, you know, the TV show we were talking about, Touched by an Angel. I was very fond of this show, and I was certain there were lots of angels on set with them, guiding them in creating that show in the first place. And I remember um, hearing a story once when uh, it was, they were filming outdoors, and it was like 102 degrees and not a cloud in sight. And Della Reese, uh mentioned in the article that she, she didn't tolerate that type of heat very well. So she went into a little private space and put up a prayer to her angels and said, please, could you just create a cloud for, for us? And within three minutes, one little cloud came and covered the sun. And then there was another little story she told about when the first contract for Touched by an Angel show was over, um, they required her to get a medical exam, which she was quite worried about because she was getting older, like us. (laughs) And so she prayed to her angels and and to God for help with her medical exam. And uh, she said she passed the exam to her surprise, and they offered her a 10-year contract, Mm. which she fulfilled. So where I know we're running close to the end of the show, but For those of you, you know, we're talking about angel healings, not just intervention and being safe, but but all of these account for healings. And 
a major part of angel healings that I've experienced is one of just in spirit, on an energy level. So if you're just listening to this show, why don't you, if you're interested, just close your eyes, ground yourself, as we've taught in many shows, where you just imagine the tree trunk all the way extending from your first chakra just above the tip of your tailbone all the way down to the center of the earth. And you're connected from your first chakra, the center for self-preservation, down to the center of the earth. And just let it be. Let it go. Let anything go that's not yours. And just be aware in the center of your head. Be neutral. And in a little amusement, and ask for an angel healing. Ask your angel, just one of them, to step forward and ask the angel to give you healing so that you can have more of your own energy, you can have more of your own space to be, which is what brings you peace for you as spirit to have the space just to be you. And so ask your angel for a little healing and notice, just sit back, enjoy, be in a receptive place and see what starts to happen. Notice any changes that you experience. Notice the quality of energy that's surrounding you. And when you do this periodically, you'll notice you become a lot more sensitive and aware of the presence of angels and what they're offering you at any given time. So, all right, now give yourselves a deep breath. And once you notice, okay, there's some healing that went on, thank your angels and step back, stretch, and then open your eyes. Well, we are coming to the end of our show. Wish we could talk to you longer about this. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it and gained some new insights, understanding, and tools. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our show, Talking to Your Angels. So Michael just touched in with that right here at the end of the show. We'll be able to go more deeply next week. We'll explore how you can establish and maintain more communication with your angels. After all, they are there to assist and support you on your path of awakening. And of course... We encourage you to join us this weekend, May 30th and 31st, for our four teleclass series. Imagine that, creating from love, not lack. Don't wait, just create your solution and marvelous miracles. That's the four titles of our teleclasses. Make sure to check out our website events listing for May for all the details and also for June. And to sign up, you can also sign up by calling our office at 530-926-2650. We hope to see you there. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.